You're going to start your show, your own podcast for hobby, extension to your business, its own business, a business marketing, whatever the thing is, you have got to have it on a website. And it has to be a WordPress website for a couple of reasons. WordPress is much more integrated to everything, Google, YouTube, and everything else than any other version. If you're like, oh yeah, just do it on a Wix. You will not get the traffic. The bots will not index your website the same. None of that stuff. Plus the website, having just the website itself, you don't need to direct people to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. They've got millions of users already. You don't benefit from the traffic if you're sending them somewhere else. You only benefit the tra- from the traffic if you send it to your house. Got to have your own website. Got to be built on WordPress if you want anyone to find it. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Today, I get to speak with Travis, a retired naval officer, married with two children, and on move number 50. His humbles beginning include 36 moves, before graduating high school at 17, 12 schools, six states, five foster homes, surviving two murder attempts and mother with type one bipolar disorder. Although this was very rough, there was always an organization willing to keep him sheltered, clothed and fed. Now that he's in a position to give back, he's made it his mission to help the helpers. He's a host of Non-Architect Podcast, Veteran Podcast Awards, and Miss Crossroads, Oklahoma. He's a founder of Nonprofit Podcast Network, Veteran Podcast Network, and is the author for The Ultimate Podcast Guide. He's also the creator for The Ultimate Podcast Course, Forbes Belhaven University, and available online. Let's jump into this conversation with Travis Johnson. Travis Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Hey, thanks, Junaid. Thanks for having me on today. So how are things going with you? And uh, I heard you are traveling. I am. I am on the road. I retired after 22 years of military service, 11 enlisted, 11 commissioned, had a really, really busy first part of 2022. And I was like, I've got to get away. Uh, Set up a business (laughs) retreat with the group that I'm in, just finished that. 
Now I'm down in San Antonio and I'm planning on hitting Pensacola, North yes. Carolina, probably Memphis on the way back. Fantastic. So I love traveling. I love those road trips. It, it really keeps the mind going. And then what, what's beautiful is that you, you see the people around and no matter which city in which town and which bustling Metro you go to people are staying, people are the same. Mm -hmm. So yeah. tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started and where you're coming from. You, you mentioned earlier that you retired military. Thank you for your service. Hey, you're worth it. Um, share with us, you know, how, where does the story of, um, Travis starts from? Oh, it really depends on how graphic we want to get. Is it like a <laughs> PG audience? Is this NC-17? Yeah, I don't think we, we go have? to that high. <laughs> <laughs> well, the quick fire origin story, I'm going to say quick because I'm I'm far over this. Your listeners are going to hear this. They're going to be like, wait, what did he say? Mm -hmm. It's okay. I'm doing well. It's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, started off with 36 moves, 12 schools, 6 states, 5 foster homes. Survived murder attempts on my life by my sister and my mother. My mother suffers from bipolar disorder. All of that happened before I turned 17 and graduated high school. Okay. Let that sink in just a little bit. Yeah, I know. Just. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's pretty, that's pretty, I mean, that's quite, that's quite a, a, a bottle full. It's almost like we need to sit down and, and, you know, take, I don't even know what the word is, but, but that's amazing. I mean, you went through that journey, not mm -hmm. knowing what the next thing is you're, you're going to do. Right. Right. No idea. No idea if the place I woke up in was going to be the place I went to sleep at. Uh, this is the eighties and nineties, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not like you have a cell phone with all of your friends contacts and you can just shoot them a text whenever. Yeah. This is when town to town, long distance, if you didn't have their number and address written down, you know, you lost all your friends, all your peer support every time that you moved. Yeah. And I've been able to connect with a couple of people, but largely I haven't been able to connect with most people. It's been, been pretty interesting. So go a little deeper on, so, okay. 17, you're almost out of high school. What did you decide to do? So 32 moves before you were 17. Yeah. Just to recap. Okay. Yeah, 30, 36 moves. 36 moves. 12 schools. There was uh so kindergarten, second grade, fourth grade, and seventh grade. I was in three different schools during each of those school years. Okay. Yeah. And that's. I know it's a lot. Is that because, lot. is that because, yeah, you come from a military family or. No, nope, that was uh mother's mental health every time she needed to go get mental health treatment back when state hospitals were a thing. She would go into full-time treatment and my sister and I would have to go live somewhere else, either with a family member into foster care, some combination of those. Sometimes we weren't together. I uh, really just depended on the situation. Wow. All right. So how did you overcome all this? And, 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 and I know kids are resilient, right? No matter what you what you put them through, they're going to, mm -hmm. you know, overcome it because that is the norm for them. Right. Right. So, so there's like, there was a couple of good things that really happened. One 
even though we weren't always in the same place, there was always some kind of support network. It was either uh, friends that knew us and could see what was going on. It might've been different nonprofits, might've been different foster homes, social workers. Fortunately for me, my story for foster care doesn't involve any any abuse or any of the other terrible things you hear. I had great foster families, much more stable, much more loving than my own family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was all fantastic. But I also made some good decisions, right? I never got into uh, drugs or alcohol or yeah. any of that, that sort of mischief when I was younger. Even though my life was pretty crummy, I didn't default to really acting out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that, and I'm going to say, except in fourth grade. In fourth grade, I had finally gotten so frustrated with my situation. I really kind of started behaving like a jerk and you know, lying and just kind of doing whatever I wanted. Nothing too serious, but... Yeah. For me, for my standards, it was pretty, pretty much out there. And then we stayed in that same school in the same place for like three years. And I was like, now that I act like a jerk, you know, <laughs> now I've got to like deal with it, deal and with face it, yeah. the consequences instead of just moving in three weeks or whatever, and then just being fine with it. So that kind of stunk for me because I made my own bed and then I had to lay in it. But, mm-hmm. you know, the biggest thing I can probably put to this thing is that regardless of, of all the circumstances, right? Regardless of the things that we're going through. Yeah. Regardless of whose fault it was. We get a lot of people in this in this world that are really focused on whose fault it is. Really, it doesn't matter whose fault it is. Oh, no, it doesn't. It's up to me. It was up to me to, to say that I needed to get the healing I needed to get and I needed to move forward with my life, regardless of what happened, whose fault it was or anything else in there. And I was fortunately able to do that. Mm. Um, not everyone in that situation, and we can see it every day in yeah. our world that uh, you've got people blaming people that don't look like them or don't sound like them or don't agree with them for all their problems or the economy or the weather or whatever yeah. the thing is. They're it's blaming. something else other than me. Yeah. Okay. And, they, and I don't know, but uh, you know, the weather affects everybody and the economy affects everybody. It, yeah. Like you can't point to those things as the reason for the problem. And even if they are the reason for the problem, so what? What are you going to do about it? How are you How are you going to take control of your life? Exactly. Keep a positive attitude. Get healing from your trauma if that's where you're at. If you're still if you're listening to this and suffering from trauma, it is hard to move on with your life. I know. Absolutely. I've been there. Mm-hmm. Get healing. Make the decisions for you to be better to change your situation yeah. and move on. Man, I love I love that that mindset of. This happened right now. I don't have to relive in this moment. I just move forward, and it's something that a lot of us already, you know, do. It's it's kind of like human nature. Oh, that thing happened, or oh, that thing. You you keep thinking about it. But to what's beautiful about life and time is that this too shall pass. Right. Yep. I saw a video where. Tom Hanks is sitting and then he's talking to these other actors and it's like, ever feel crummy and nothing's going right? Just remember, this too shall pass. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. And then it's like, now think about this. You're having a great time, the best time of your life, everything, everybody loves you. Guess what? This too shall pass. <laughs> and everybody yeah. started laughing because... And the the best thing that we all have is the passage of time. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. There's all sorts of things you can deal with. Mm-hmm. 
if you don't mind, I'll tell a little bit about oh, the first absolutely. part of please, my year please, please. this year. Uh, so we're winding down my time in the military. We've been working on some of my wife's health. There's a, a birth defect she had that affected her brain function. Mm-hmm. There's a little bone that holds your brain in your skull, right? It's a little bone that holds the brain in the skull, and she was born without it. And it doesn't always affect everyone the same way, but this huge list of symptoms she had. And there wasn't a specialist anywhere where we were. And we had to fly out to Johns Hopkins to get this done. We got out there and she tested positive for COVID and they canceled the surgery. And they said, it's like, look, we're traveling across country. They're like, what can we do? They're like, well, you can fly back home and reschedule. And we're like, oh, trying to get this done before I retire the last day of February. Yeah. Well, it's like the end of January when we get this news. And we're like, how are we supposed to get this thing done? So we fly yeah. back home. We get a reschedule. We fly back out February 10th to get it done. Right. We have the surgery. It's magical. Everything went well. Always doing great uh, good, for good. all of those that are in the know. Everything's going well. We fly back home and my daughter's there with her boyfriend. Her boyfriend's in the army. And I know what conversation is about to happen because I know he's coming up for orders and the army doesn't move girlfriends. So I know it's about to happen. And she asks, and of course, you know, our blessing. We, we love the guy to death. And, uh, within the next couple of days, like things get pretty tumultuous. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like, dad, we're going to get married on the same day as retirement. And we're like, uh, okay. It's like eight days from that ask. Yeah. It's eight days away. My wife's recovering from surgery. So she's got all the medications that she's on. It was brain surgery it was probably the most mild possible brain surgery, but still requires a neurosurgeon. Yeah. Right? So it's not nothing, right? The, yeah back of the neck split open all of those things that's happening while i'm finishing out my time in the navy i'm finishing out an internship so i should be waiting and expecting a job offer well the job offer comes and it's nowhere near what we expected or i talked about and they're going through that like an acquisition of another company uh (laughs) fast forward like that acquisition didn't happen come on back so we've got me retiring finishing the internship my wife's not working my daughter's getting married at the end of the weekend. The next mm-hmm. day is her grandma's birthday. Turns 91. The next day, her grandmother dies. Oh, my God. The next day, I found out that I got my podcast course approved at Forbes Business School. And the day after that, we wake up, we set up the house, we do my daughter's wedding, take a nap, do my retirement, take a day off, and then we drive to Minnesota for this uh, for the funeral of her grandmother. Wow. And all of this happened within 35 days all of it, all of it stacked up. And when you're staring at that big mm-hmm. mountain of stuff stacked up, whatever you've got stacked up in your life, like yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot. Like no one, no one looking at that thing is like, yeah, okay, we can do this. Like I had a rough patch. Like called my dad, went and got my truck driver around a little bit, called my dad trying to figure out like, I need some, I need some external guidance here. Yeah. yeah I just yeah. talk to myself for expert opinion, but you know, I had to call my dad and uh, he's like, well, you can't control your wife, whatever she's doing as a behavior. She's a grown lady and not much you can do about it. And just, you know, be there and love her. I was like, okay, uh, your daughter, I'm like, that's a huge gift. And I was like, huge gift. He's like, yeah, you're not worried about dropping 30 grand on some venue. You're not yeah. spending 11 months of planning and all the fights and the squabbles and all that stuff. I was like, this is a huge gift. Mm-hmm. He's like, just don't do anything that you're not asked to do or need to do during this period. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. And that, that little bit of perspective allows all of those things, instead of being stacked up, they're, they're stacked out away from you in time. Yeah. And there's a there's a thing in naval aviation called um, only handling things that are the closest alligator to the boat. 
Because when you're going through flight school, which I went through in past, mm-hmm. got my wings on set. When you're going through all that stuff, like it's stacked up just like it's on purpose. Yeah. They're inducing stress on purpose. But if you're only dealing with the alligator closest to the boat, well, you can handle those yeah. things as they come. Man, I, I like that analogy because it's almost like how do you eat an elephant? Well, one bite at a time. How one do you go through a mountain? Well, yeah, one step at a time. You know, so I love that analogy. And, and from flight school, yes, you, you see a lot of things from above ground. Right? You get higher, you see the path even more clearer because you don't see those obstacles right in front of you anymore. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you retired from Navy. Your yep. daughter got married. Mm-hmm. Your, you know, you went to funeral for your daughter's grandma or your grandma? My wife's grandmother. Your wife's grandma. Okay. Yeah, she, she turned ninety-one. She, died the next day, just like the Atlantis Morgan said. Yeah, I was just gonna mention that. <laughs> turns ninety-one, dies the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? Don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> and there's a little break for the song. Ironic yeah. by Atlantis uh, that. <laughs> Yeah, if we infringe on copyright, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, we'll just play like we'll a 15 just... second clip, and that's yeah. that's allowed because. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> it's like rain. There you go. Wedding it. day. Perfect. Um, oh, she talk. She does talk about wedding day. So. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I wonder. I'm I'm living that song right You're now. Just living that song. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. Wins amazing. the lottery, dies the next day. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Travis, this has been very eye-opening, and I love how you were able to handle through that. And and when you said you, we can be all things that we want, but we need that external guidance. Mm-hmm. You can't always rely on yourself. You need people around you that Absolutely. love you, encourage you, and support you. You gotta have that community, right? It's it's so powerful to have those those around us to help guide us along the way. Yeah. You yeah. can be a fighter pilot, you could be, you know, flying an airplane, you still need that air tower controller to tell you, okay, is it okay safe to land? Yep. <laughs> or not. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. No one goes through this journey alone. I had a a young man that works for me, he's like, I can do everything myself. And I was like, well, uh, I would love to see the fields where you grew your own cotton and then had your own spindle to weave the thread and yeah. then how you wove the fabric together, to yeah. put together the clothes that you're wearing right yeah. now. And he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, <laughs> you didn't do anything by yourself. Mm-hmm. Me neither. And neither has anyone else. Everyone yeah. has those guides along the way. Sometimes they learn what to do and what to follow. And sometimes they get an example of what not to do. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not, I'm definitely never doing that. Like, yeah. that's crazy. I'm not doing that. Yeah, exactly. And everyone and, has those people and we need them because we can't, if we're, when we're in the box, we can't read the warning label. No. On the box. We're in the box. We can't read it. We can't read We need the other box. people to say, Hey, what does this say right here? Yeah. You need to stop doing that. It's <laughs> terrible. I'm like, are you sure? They're like, Oh yeah, it's really bad. Really bad. <laughs> you don't see the warning label. No, you're in the box. You can't see the warning. Yeah. You cannot. Yeah. And even if you're in the glass bottle, guess what? You see the opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see the reverse. The reverse. Absolutely. Man. All right. So 
You mentioned something about your podcast course being approved. Tell us a little bit yes. about that. Yes. Uh, thank you so much for asking. So I host the Nonprofit Architect podcast, really designed you know, to help the helpers do it better, really the, the premier how-to show for nonprofits. Mm-hmm. started this when I was deployed to the Middle East in the Bahrain, and I thought I would kind of get some nonprofit coaching clients and whatever. Sure. I got one, but almost everyone was asking me how I was doing it. How are you doing this podcast thing? Yeah. How do you set it up? And I just got more and more and more questions. And I eventually wrote this ultimate podcast guide, mm. really go in depth, really talk about all the things I've done, how we do it, how to look at all the problems, not just the what, but like the yeah. how and the why to make the decisions to do these things. And I put it out and, and had it vetted by a couple of podcasters. Uh, someone you may know, I don't know, I don't know if you're in the same circle, but Richard Kaufman hosts Vertical Momentum. Richard, I, was, yep, I know him. Yeah. Well, I was part of that rebrand to take it to Vertical Momentum. And he's closing in on 300,000 downloads. Last year at this time, he had just got the guide and we were working through it. So he's had it for about a year. He went from about 37,000, almost, I don't think it's quite a 300,000 yet, but he's pretty close nice. in just a year's time. Well, immediately people started asking like, hey, where's the course for this thing? I was like, course, like, I don't know how to write a course. <laughs> and you know, what do you do? You ask people in your network. He's like, exactly. hey, you guys know how to do this? And they're like, hold on, we have the person for you. Uh, we got connected. They took the course. This is what they do. They take the book and they develop into a course. Mm-hmm. And they're a team full of PhDs, uh, really with the goal of getting this thing accredited. So right now, oh, you nice. can go on my website and take an accredited course. If you're at... Um, at Forbes School of Business or Technology or Bellhaven University, you could take it right now as part of the curriculum. If you're in another school, another university, you can still take my class and transfer it in as transfer credit. It's WASC accredited, accredited, W-A-S-C, WASC accredited. See if that applies in your school. Or if you're a regular person, you can just go take it just for the, uh, the pleasure of taking that kind of podcast course. And it's just been a wild ride because, you know, most of us, just think of ourselves as like regular people. Like I'm just yeah. regular people. Like, yeah. how am I going to do this thing? Uh, and if anyone's listening is interested in that stuff, I can connect you to the crew uh, that turned it into a course and got it accredited if you're interested, but it's That's just amazing. so cool. I think I'm the only like professional podcaster that hasn't a college accredited course. That's a college accredited course. Yeah. It's out. nuts. Yeah. It's just crazy. It's that. Uh, uh, it's bananas. <laughs> no, that that is amazing, and I, I love, I love your the the angles that you're doing with your podcast, right? Teaching people, nonprofits, mm-hmm. how to, uh, and and what's cool is that hacks and hobbies is also a how to podcast. Yep. You know, I'm yep. I'm di- trying to discover how to go from zero to hero, and now this would be how to get an accredited course, <laughs> right? It's it's all in the journey, right? If we don't take yeah. the journey, you're not gonna get the experience. You're not gonna be able to say, "Oh, this is my best-selling book." Well, where's your, yeah? Oh, you know, how are you gonna write a best-selling book if you don't have any bad writing? Right. If you don't get it out there and get it started, get it trying. Like that's one of the things about podcasting. Mm-hmm. You and I both know, like when you're gonna start a show, like there's a lot of decisions to be made. Oh my god. There's so many, like, where am I going to host this thing? What is the description going to be like? What's the podcast? What am I going to call this thing? Yeah. And then you get a couple of, you know, podcast cover and examples. And you're like, oh, I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't mm-hmm. like that. And you have to go through that process to figure it out. That's Absolutely. something that, that we do. 
uh, with our businesses. We help people navigate that stuff because there's a lot of decisions. Here's the deal. Make the decision, get it started. Yeah. And if you need to change directions along the way, I know it's a lot easier to turn the steering wheel when you're in motion. Yes. But if you're parked and you're stopping, you try to turn that thing and it is hard to crank. <laughs> it's hard to so turn. Yeah. Get going, get started. People are like, Hey man, your cover art sucks. Everybody hates it. Get new one, replace new it. One. It goes out to all the channels automatically. You don't have yeah. to do nothing mm-hmm. like oh, your podcast description could be a little bit better. Call me. We'll work it out. We'll write it down. We'll do a little Q and a, we'll transcribe it. We'll, we'll finagle it. We'll put it out. Like, what do you think? Perfect. Publish that. That's one of the, well, look, one one early for one of your hacks. The only three searchable things uh, for podcasts is the title, the name of the episode, and the podcast description. Unless you're publishing stuff as a separate blog, yeah, like your show notes are not searchable. Mm-mm. People can't the search all day long. We'll never find you. So you want to have a really fleshed out description of what you, I think it's like up to four thousand characters. Oh yeah, be pretty yeah. robust. Like yeah. that's got to be. That's got to be in there. You've got to do that whole thing. And it's not for you, right? It's not for the person reading it. Have like a little meta description, but all that stuff is that it's for the bots. Yeah. So when people are searching, they're going to find you. The bots will go take a look and find that thing. And then your show will come up and then bring it up. Yeah. And I love that. I love that. So guys, hold on a second. We've got three hacks coming your way just right after the break. So stick around and. Travis is going to share three hacks to take away that you can apply to your podcast immediately. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. All right, welcome back, guys. This has been an amazing conversation with Travis Johnson here. He's a host of Nonprofit Architect Podcast. We've been talking about his origin story, uh, the tips and the wisdom that he's shared over time, going through the podcast journey, being an entrepreneur, being a father, you know, there's there's a lot of things out here, but super excited for this conversation and uh, totally appreciate his time. As he's traveling, you know, trying to get away from it all, <laughs> he's like, you know, I got to talk to Janae and record this episode. And, you know, conversations happen everywhere. And it's all about human connection. So thank you so much. And just when you think you're out, they pull you back in. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Probably hear my daughter walking in. She just woke up from her nap. All right. So 
take it away, uh, Travis. Share with us the three hacks to take away. Absolutely. So you're going to start your show, your own podcast for hobby, extension of your business, its own business, a business marketing, whatever the thing is, you have got to have it on a website. And it has to be a WordPress website for a couple of reasons. WordPress is much more integrated to everything, Google, YouTube, and everything else than any other version. If you're like, oh yeah, just do it on a Wix. You will not get the traffic. The bots will not index your website the same, none of that stuff. Plus the website, having just a website itself, you don't need to direct people to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. They've got millions of users already. You don't benefit from the traffic if you're sending them somewhere else. You only benefit the tra from the traffic if you send it to your house. Got to have your own website. Got to be built on WordPress if you want anyone to find it. Uh, tip number two, you really should have every episode listed as a blog post. On my blog post, if you go to my site, nonprofitarchitect.org slash blog, you will see that I have every episode I've ever done listed as a blog post. And in there, you have a little meta description, right? Because people aren't going to read the whole thing. I have the embedded audio player right there in the feed. I have the embedded YouTube, the full video. So if you prefer to listen, if you prefer to watch, uh, if that's your thing, it's right there. We've got some share buttons. And then you have the full transcript. Now you're like, Travis, dude, who's going who's gonna to read the full transcript? The transcript isn't largely for people. You've got some people that really prefer to read. And I've had a, a few, uh, I had a, a deaf nonprofit reach out to me and they really wanted to read some of the episodes. So I definitely got those for them. But really largely what it is, is it's, it's a free blog post that all the bots get to search through to find your stuff. If you go to write a blog post, kind of the industry standard right now is between 500 and 750 words, which is great, but you have to figure out what the heck you're going to write about and talk about all this stuff. You have to figure out, you have to plan that out and it takes time to write it. When you transcribe your audio to turn that into a blog post, a 40 minute conversation can have 10,000 words. It's written exactly how people speak because people were speaking it. Yep, yep. The bots can find all the different topics that are laid within and every one out of every five new searches on Google is brand new. It's never been searched for again, uh, never been searched before in history. So one out of every five is a brand new search. So you're much more likely to find you and your episode and the things you're talking about if you have written out a blog post. Uh, and then number three, we're going to talk about promotions. I'm a huge fan of the audiogram. My team takes five little clips from the episode. It could be a little question and answer. It could be a really solid quote, but they go in there and they pull out a chunk of audio. We use a program called Headliner. There's a free version. I'm sure there's a couple of other apps out there that do that too, but uh, headliner.app and pull a little pretty background title, your thing, telling them about what the topic of the little two minute clip is, get the audio embedded. It's pretty easy to learn and then use that for your promotions on all your social uh, size appropriate, depending on what social media you're on. But that's the best way that we've seen to really have people flock to what it is that you're doing by having your own website, creating every episode as a blog post, and then creating the right promotional material from each episode to share. Because when people are scrolling through and they can get the little download for like 30 second clip, 30 seconds to two and a half minutes, the very most, 
they're going to be like, Ooh, what is this? I want to hear the full conversation. They're going to click. You're going to link it back to your blog post webpage that has all the stuff because you want to benefit from the traffic and you're going to be able to grow your show far faster than all your friends and competitors. Man, I love those tips. And, and lucky for me, I've, uh, implemented two of those tips <laughs> using a which WordPress one? blog. Which one? Transcript? WordPress blog. Okay. Each episode as a post and transcribing them. Mm-hmm. Good, good. And the, the, the I got to work on the promotion part. <laughs> those are the things that people share. Yeah. I've had, out of all the stuff I've ever put together, those little clips are the things that are shareable. Because depending on who you're interviewing, yeah. like each, you do three hacks, right? So it's perfect for you because every hack that you have becomes a, is a shareable clip. Mm-hmm. Automatically, every show you do, you've got three guaranteed things that you're going to want to share out. And people can go say like, oh, I love that little hack. And they'll just hit the little share button. And you'll be like, bring on the traffic, bring boys. The traffic, Here we go. Baby. Giddy up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much for those tips, Travis. I, I really appreciate it. And um, I'm, I'm working with my team. Like, all right, we need to create these. Uh, like, go listen to Travis's episode. This is what we got to do <laughs> for all the episodes <laughs> we've had since 2018, mm-hmm. you know, bringing that traffic in. Um, of course, with the new reels getting promote, you know, getting even more promotion on both Facebook and Instagram, uh, working on working with these videos and putting them in the real format yeah. is, always, is also going to be great especially let's, those three reels. That's what I hear is the only thing on Instagram right now that has any kind of extra promotion is reels. Yeah. Everything else is all just in the mix. Yeah. But reels are like, we like this. So we're going to give everyone a bump for the reels. Yeah. Awesome. Sweet, man. I, I really appreciate the time we had. And, and I, I know we can go in much deeper. And uh, you probably couldn't hear earlier, but my, my daughter was screaming at the door. My wife just took her. Um, kids, when they wake up, they just want one thing or another thing. So she's okay. Guys, don't worry. She's doing okay. I'm going to go hang out with her after we're done with this episode. But we got six quick questions for Travis. And I know you guys love these questions. So we're going to get right into it. What is the one hobby that you wish you got into? Oh, I wish I got into uh, martial arts when I was younger. It was always one of those things I was interested in. And we didn't have the money. We didn't have the time. And if I would have got started, we would have moved anyway. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm <laughs> retired, retired from the military, I have time to do that. And that's going to be one of my pursuits. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for you. Check out. Uh, kickboxing or Jeet Kune Do, it is a it is the form of martial arts that Bruce Lee came up with uh, okay. before he died. In fact, if you watch the movie Bruce Lee, which is played by his son, he actually, you know, that that's the origin story of Jeet Kune Do. So I actually had the opportunity to learn it uh, back in 1995. And then three months later, I moved to the U.S., so I couldn't continue mm. it, and that yeah. was that was a lot of fun. That's my little recommendation. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> Next question: What did you want to be when you were a child? I wanted to be in the military, and I have achieved my goal. I had initially, you know, uh, the big 
draw for the military as a kid is that you are the person protecting other people. And usually you have the thing, the desire for the thing that you're missing most in life, that protection. Yeah. And I had initially thought I wanted to do like, you know, like the four main branches of the service and do like five years in every service. And then when I got in, I was like, man, there's no way. There's no way I'm starting over again. There's no way I'm going to somebody else's boot camp. Yeah. Like not interested. And uh, I'm so glad I stayed with the Navy. I able to, was able to really build a stable life for my family. Nice. Really work ourselves out of debt, earn myself a commission. They sent me to the University of Oklahoma full time. Sent me to flight school, got my wings, flew for the Navy. Nice. Uh, went up. Got, got my master's degree, spent a year in the Middle East, started a podcast while I was deployed to the Middle East, which is just, it's a whole other story. Yeah. I'm sure we could talk for a while, but absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was able to get that, get that done. The other thing that I had an interest in was like being a movie star, not for the, not for the name and lights thing, but because movies were always like my escape, mm-hmm. like movies were powerful enough to draw me in yeah. that I could forget about all the other stuff that was happening in my life. No, that makes so I really, really appreciated movies. That makes so much sense. And and funny thing that you say that because the next question is, what is your favorite movie or TV show? Uh, my favorite movie is Grumpy Old Men. Grumpy Old Men. Have you ever seen that I movie? I have seen that movie. The first line of that movie is hilarious and it just never lets up from the first movie. If this wasn't PG, I would tell you what the first line of the movie is. <laughs> I'll tell you when the camera shuts off. Yeah, but it's like like I'm from Minnesota originally, and it's set in Minnesota. And there's these two. If you guys have never seen this, is it's Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau and their neighbors, and they've been neighbors for their entire lives. Yeah, and when they were they were coming up in teenagers, like a girl separated them, and then they've just been like fighting and warring with each yeah, other like the yeah. whole time. They end up pulling pranks on each other. They get in a fist fight. Their dad, who's in their nineties, breaks it up. Like trying to stab him with a fish on an eye. Like everything that happens is hilarious. That's too Like funny. if you're like a real movie buff, you'd be like, oh, this is just juvenile. It is. And it's wonderful that that's, it's juvenile. That's what's amazing it's hilarious. about it. Right? It's great. Uh, they have they have grumpy old men and grumpy old men. Uh, they bring back all the cast. It's hilarious. Nice. I love it. Every time it's on. I watch it like three, four, five times a year still, even <laughs> though I've got the whole thing memorized. I still love it. <laughs> Well, um, you're gonna love ne- you're gonna love the next question because it's it's almost like we planned this, but we didn't. <laughs> if you when you're a grumpy old man, what are you uh, what are you gonna do with your life? Is that the right? Question? No, the next question is: What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? Oh, if I get to play a character in the movie, mm-hmm. ooh, that's a good question. That is a good question. I've I've gone through the work of like what would a movie of my life look like and who would play me yeah scott eastwood obviously uh <laughs> obviously but what on. movie would i want to be in yeah i you know i really like some of these like spy movies mm. like we just got done watching red uh and red Two, retired extremely dangerous if you guys haven't seen yeah, that it's, it's, <laughs> it's like a it's like an action it's so comedy. good it's, it's so good it's so yeah. good it's so hilarious um, was John Malkovich has that character that's just nuts, completely nuts. I love his character no matter where he goes. I mean, I don't know if you've seen you've seen Air Force yet, Space Force on Netflix. Yes, Space he's Force. In it. Well, he's also like Teddy KGB on Rounders. Right, right, um, right. Like it's his thing and he's um, like but his character on Red is just 
so if you guys haven't seen this, his character was dosed by the CIA with LSD every day for like 11 years. So like he's a nut and it's wonderful. The lines that he have is great. I mean, he pulls like a, an MP5 out of a stuffed pig at the airport. Like hilarious. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to get the pig so he can hide an MP5. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's just completely bizarre. And I love it. I love it to death. Yeah. Oh my God. That's awesome. All right, so you be you play John Malkovich's character mm-hmm. in red if you got to choose. Okay, sweet. Yep, yep. <laughs> Next question. Um, who is your favorite superhero? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, I definitely probably would have to pick the Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man because... Come on. You can't because- go wrong. You can't go wrong with Iron Man. He's like so pompous and cocky. Yeah. And hilarious. Like, like he like embodies that character. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's just he really does. full in. Like, like Walt Longmire is pretty good. For the TV series Longmire. Like, that's like, like he is that character. Like, but oh, Tony really? Stark's that- Iron Man. Uh-huh. Tony's, it's not, it's not uh, Robert Downey Jr. It's, oh, okay, uh, it's, not. Okay. it's Robert Taylor. But okay. like, like that person, like, like there's no other person that can play that. And they've got replacements for Thor and all these other stuff in Marvel. No one's taken Iron nope, Man away no. from uh, Robert no, Downey Jr. It's a fantastic. Yeah. I love his his swagger, his quips. Um, like if you know me in person, like I spend a lot of time making comments, and spinning jokes. Like that's a solid part of my day. Oh, and man, like just the way it. just the way the see he operates, fabulous, absolutely fabulous. Man, I love that because, um, in fact, I don't know if you've seen this BBC interview of Robert Downey Jr. And one question a kid asked was, has he pretended to be Iron Man when he's home? Mm. And he shares a story that before he did the audition, he methoded, basically he psyched himself up to pretend that he was already Tony Stark. Yeah. So when he showed up and did the bit, they're like, you are him. Like, yeah. we don't even need to look at it. So then have the host seen, was have like. Have you seen his, uh, his uh, screen test for the first time he went in? No, I have not. He did like a four and a half minute dialogue. And some of it, a good portion of it is improv. But he doesn't break eye contact or blink for like three and a half minutes. Wow. He does the whole thing first take and you're like there's no one else there's no one else that because can do this. like yeah. he said right he methoded methoded did his own <laughs> method acting yeah method acting exactly yeah. it was it's pretty awesome um man i love that because he's my guy too he's my guy yeah i, I yeah, love his entire fantastic. arc his entire arc the story and how he's growing and he's like proving everybody wrong i'm like yeah. Well, I, I love like so his character development, his character arc over time is so real because yeah. he's this pompous weapons developer that has never been told no. Yeah. And then he gets taken hostage and it really affects him and it really changes the way he views the things that he does mm-hmm. and what he's doing. And then you go into the Avengers arc yeah. where he's got to fly a nuke into the wormhole. And then in Iron Man 3. Three. He goes through that 
like anxiety and that fear, yes. those mental health challenges. And a lot of people give Marvel a hard time, but like, like growing up in my world with having a family member that has some serious mental health challenges and then how I'm going to handle living with yeah. that and operate around that. Like, like his portrayal of that was fantastic. Mm. I don't know if it got Oscar consideration or not, um, but it really should have. Yeah, it should I think have. That to go from his cocky confidence to, you know, to his, you know, finding out that he has a heart yeah. and still can, you know, get some zingers in there to being completely broke down. Yeah. To when he flies to Nashville, falls apart. He's got the kid that helps him. Everyone at, at his funeral is like, who's that kid in there? Like, that was the kid from Iron Man 3. That's right. And for him to be able to go through and work through his problems, and he goes through like panic attacks three, four times during that movie. Like, yeah, he's like, come on, kid, stop it. You're giving me a panic attack. Like, and then he steals the kids, like, I don't know, Mickey Mouse watch Mickey or whatever. Mouse watch. It, oh, Hello Kitty watch. Hello yeah. Kitty watch. Like, but people don't give that enough credit. And yeah. I don't think they understand. There's or a- if they've never had uh, been around someone with mental health challenges like that, you know, thank God that you've lived that life. But yeah. like, this stuff is so real mm. and so powerful and so impactful. It can have such a drain on your life if you let it get a hold of you. Yeah. It is just, it's not a, it's not a decision whether it's, you know, you know, making better choices. That's the chemistry in your brain just going to war with you on a regular basis. Yeah. And even if you're on medication and even if you're eating well and getting the right amount of sleep and doing the right things and you have a, a low stress routine life, you know, tomorrow's Wednesday can just be like, you know what? Screw you, dude. You're going on an adventure. Here we go. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about it. That, oh my God. That's, that's powerful. That's beautiful. And yeah, they, they spent, they spend a lot of time because, right, in coming up with the stories, in coming up with the draft, and and you know making sure that it's accurate too, right? So they they spend a ton of time pre production and yeah. uh, and the script and everything. So, and if the, there's one more thing I want to mention, I know we're, we're wrapping up here, but everything that Tony struggled with, he integrated that into the Spider Man suit. So he didn't have to deal with it, right? When he fell out of the sky, he put a parachute in the suit for Peter Parker. When he got kidnapped, he put a tracking device in the suit for Spider-Man, right? All of the things that he went through, he then made sure that Spider-Man wouldn't have to go through that same thing. Wow. <laughs> you didn't expect that, mind did blown. you? We're gonna get some podcast tips. It's gonna be great. You're not getting mind blown by Tony Stark Spider Man conversation at the very end. I You're know. welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome, guys. <laughs> I am Iron Man. Yes, of, you are. <laughs> end of interview. <laughs> well, Travis, uh, this has been so good. Last question that we ask is. If you were a board game, what would it be? If I were a board game, I didn't realize there was more questions. I wasn't prepared for this. If I was a board <laughs> game, who would it be? Like my favorite game right now is Catan, Settlers of Catan. And we have some variations of house rules that we play to make it a little bit more interesting. Oh, yeah. The game is like once you like really get into the game, like the fun dies down. So we added some rules to make it more challenging. I don't know what board game I would be, though. Probably risk. There you go, risky yeah. man over here. Risk. Well, uh, Travis, where can my audience find you and listen to your episodes and take your accredited 
podcast course. It's a little clunky, but nonprofitarchitect.org is the place to find all my stuff. If you go to the blog tab, the blog slash podcast tab, you'll see all my episodes. If you go to the shop at the end, you'll be able to take a look at that guide that got such great reviews that it turned into a course. You can nice. click on it right there. But if you go down at the bottom of the shop, it's a free like 15 reasons I think everyone needs a podcast. Whether it's like, I want to make this a business and monetize and go nuts. Or if I just want to have a great time like you saw today on the show with Travis and Junaid and want to have your own thing. Yeah. It'll walk you through all the reasons why. I think everyone should have a podcast. No, I, I totally agree. It's because it's your your life mm-hmm. online, right? If you like like uh Gary Vaynerchuk says, if you're not on here, you don't exist. And podcast is the quickest way to be on there. It is so much easier than like setting up a YouTube show. It's so much easier than bllogging. Yeah. Like and like Janaid here, like doing an interview, I do an interview show. He does an interview show. Like I don't have to know anything. Mm-hmm. I just ask some questions and then riff off the answers. I don't have to be the expert. Right. I just got to connect with the experts and bring them on. Got to connect to the experts, and right. it becomes a a really strong way to also clear your own head, right? Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's the easiest way to start. And you were talking about earlier, right? Just get started. And that's literally what I did. Like, if you go listen to my first episode on the podcast, I recorded it in my car. I didn't know what the name of the podcast was going to be. None of that. I just wanted mm-hmm. to get the word out. We just started. We just started. If we, if you look at my life and some of the things that I've done, and there's a lot. We can unpack a lot. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but yeah. I've really only done a couple things. I said no to a lot of bad things. I said no to drugs and alcohol and some other things, especially when growing up. But the thing that I've done best is show up willing to help in whatever capacity that looks like, right? Provide value and then was consistent about it. Those three things, showing up, providing value, being consistent has taken me every place I've ever wanted to go. I love it. Well, Travis, thank you so much for your time, your wisdom and your energy. We appreciate you. We'll see you in the next episode. Take Thanks care. so much, Janae. Thank you. Congratulations, you made it to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening to our guest on this episode. Please send me an email at junaid at hacksandhobbies.com to tell me what you loved about our guest today. You could find links mentioned in this episode on the hacksandhobbies.com website.